I guess welcome get to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's going to podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. And you can find the podcast uh, on YouTube. You can watch the video portion there. Um, but then you can also find the podcast anywhere that you can get your podcast. And we're thankful that you guys are uh, here with us today. So we got a guest you can see. I'm normally by myself here in the office, but I got a buddy of mine here, and I'm glad he's here to record. We've actually tried to do this for the past month yeah to the past month right so uh but i'm glad i have him on so uh, we got austin siebert on and uh i'll give him a chance to introduce himself to you guys and then we'll get started yeah so austin Seibert, not siebert Seibert. <laughs> you see <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh from belleville illinois uh grew up right outside st louis and belleville um went to belleville west high school played football was pretty good at it growing up um attended the university of oklahoma on a scholarship played football there kicked and punted um, was drafted to the Cleveland Browns in 2019, played for Cleveland for a year, then played for Cincinnati Bengals in 2020, and then this last year I was with the Detroit Lions, and I'm currently still with them. And uh, today we're just going to, I guess, talk about my walk with Christ and how everything kind of developed for me, and I'll just share my story with you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. And and for those that are listening, it's this is not, you know, I just want to make sure before we kind of get going for those that are listening, yes, we'll be able to get to know Austin a little bit more, but this is going to be just like any other normal podcast we have. So, I mean, just like all other 180 episodes that we have up to this point, you know, we're still going to have our Bibles open. There's still going to be application. There's still going to be things that both of us uh, can get better at, and we're going to try to help each other um, as we study. So we will get to know him a little bit more, but also we'll, we'll study and we'll get to open up the Bible here as well. So here's what we're going to go with this, Austin. So the topic is championship Christianity. All right. So championship Christianity. And so this is where I wanted to go with you on this. So a lot of times, like we mentioned before, before we started recording, a lot of times when you find Christians in the NFL or the NBA or MLB, what we can do is we can spend so much time asking about what you do. How is it like being in this league and and doing that, which is great, which is fine. It's a, it's a, certainly you fulfilled your dreams, but at the same time, we don't get to ask, how are you doing? I mean, do you need help? How can we help you grow? What are some of the struggles as a Christian that you face? So instead of kind of the same kind of cookie cutter conversations, what we want to do is actually kind of open up and study and see like, yeah, I'm in the league. That's great. But Hey man, I still need help too. I'm right. still learning about Christ. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to that. So let's, let's start here. So, as we're studying this, number one, we're going to look at my mindset had to change and it had to be genuine. So <laughs> the first time we talked, we talked about how you met your your now wife, Val. Yep. So kind of explain kind of where your head was before you were a Christian and how kind of you are where you are now in terms of meeting her. Yeah. So I was born and baptized Catholic. My mom was Catholic. And so I was baptized Catholic, but we never went to church as a family. I would go right. time to time with my grandma or my friends and things like that. And then um, get to college, fast forward. Um, I wasn't a terrible kid, but I was a respectful kid. Get to college and I meet Val. And in college, I feel like you really find yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so throughout, as a freshman, you know, I kind of got involved in the party scene a little bit. And I was dating Val at the time and she really wasn't into that. So I would go to church on Sundays and just go for her because I wanted to develop that relationship with her because 
I was into her and I just wanted to keep that thing going. And then, you know, playing football on top of it, you go to the University of Oklahoma and you Big party time, yeah. and you, you don't play when you party like that. Yeah. So I made a decision probably going into my sophomore year. I was like, look, I want to be really good at football, but I also want to pursue this relationship with Valerie and uh, just started attending church on Sundays, Wednesdays um, for that purpose. And as I kept attending, I kept growing in my faith and uh, my junior year came around and I just really exploded on the field. I was going to church regularly and like the night before games, uh, our coach would ask me to speak to the team. He'd go around and talk to the, like, there'd be like five guys right, you know, yeah, giving yeah. like little pep talks. And I would always kind of give my little spiel. And um, then uh, my senior year as well, I feel like as we, develop our relationship with Christ. It's kind of like a roller coaster for me, at least, you know, it's 100%. hard. To, it's hard to stay in it. And, you know, like my junior year in college, I was just on the up and up, like playing well, you know, like, and then my senior year came it's around good. and I feel like I fell off a little bit. And it's one of those deals. Like I was touted as the top guy in my class and we are playing army and it three seconds, three seconds left, little chip shot field goal. I come out, I miss it. Right. So very humbling. Yeah. Kind of resets you a little bit. So at that moment on, like, I felt like I let everyone on my team down. We still won the game. But as for me, like, okay, my dreams are getting Mm. crushed. My life wasn't centered on Christ. You know, I figured I could do it myself. So kind of got a little like a reset. Yeah. Like a reset and kind of refocused myself. And uh, the remainder of that season didn't miss a kick, played well. And, you know, everything happened. That's so that's kind of the journey through college. Um, and then you want me to keep going? Yeah, no, that's good. No, that's NFL? so I want to, I want to stay here for a second before, cause we're going to keep going here, but specifically that mindset, cause I caught a lot of stuff as you were going through that. And this is where I think this can help um, some Christians here as we're talking. So when you, when you talked about the mindset that you had before, as you're getting to know Christ, right. And, and getting to know Val at the same time, you know, at first, and this happens more than I think what we're willing to admit in terms of Christian dating, a lot of it happens where like it starts off as this is an opportunity, you know, like personally, this is an opportunity, but then it kind of, it can grow into, well, wait a second. Like this other person is really serious about what this is. She's really serious about Christ and getting to know him a little bit more. So when you saw that, before we get to the scripture here, when you saw this in her, what made you change that mindset from, let me just not look at this as an opportunity, but let me actually really get into Christianity and what Christ has to offer. Yeah. So I think more so it was the more I went to church, the more, it, the more you're involved in Christ. So mm. it's just going to kind of almost like consume you a little bit. Yeah. And it really Ooh. just, it all makes sense too. So you go to church, you learn, you're like, okay, okay. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's cool. You, you keep doing it. It changes your whole perspective on life. And it is like a guide mm. for life and how to be a good person through life. And that's just kind of, I feel like the gist of being a Christian is, you know, that's serving it. the Lord and, and all that. That's it. And I'll, let's look at this. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. And those that are listening, if you got your Bibles open, like we always say, uh, open up your Bibles with us so we can go back and you guys can study and you can look at this at, for yourself. 
So Romans 12, beginning in verse 9. So what Paul is going to do here, uh, he's basically telling the Romans how to truly love for the right reasons. So our whole overarching theme for this and then what you're going through as well, championship Christianity, the mindset has to be right before you start. Mm -hmm. So I love how we're talking about this because at first you said, well, it was an opportunity rather than really buying in. Right. Same thing with sports. Now, I play, but not at the elite level that you're at. But every team, whether it's Pee Wee up to up to the NFL, every team, we all say, well, you got to buy in. Yeah. Everybody's got – because if one guy doesn't buy, it's a wrap. Right. Like, it's a wrap. So the same thing here. So Paul in verse 9, notice what he's saying about love for Christ, but also for brethren. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. Verse 10, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. So notice the mindset that Paul's trying to get us to have. Physically, right, for a sport, we got to buy in, bro. Like, we got to yep. be 100%. Yeah. You got to be on the same page. So Paul here, this is, and I love how you said that you can see yourself, I need to get on the same page with her. Yeah. So in order to do that, that word dissimulation there in the King James, it actually means to be, uh, it's like hypocrisy. Or to, or to be not real. And so here Paul says, your love from the jump, it's got to be real. Because if it's not real, then what happens if I let you down as your brother in Christ? Right. What happens if I'm not there for you? Right. What happens? So then how are you going to respond? Yep. So, I mean, it's the same thing. So, so kind of talk about as a team, you know, there's times where just like you said, you let the team down, but the team didn't give up on you. Right. So they knew we got to We got to stick next to this guy because yep. this is a part of what we're going through. So kind of talk about that attitude that a team has got to have. Yeah, no, um, definitely your team is as strong as its weakest link, right? Mm. So um, going from college to the NFL is obviously very different than things. Like you get in college, not everyone wants to go to the NFL. Yeah. And, and that's okay. But like playing at Oklahoma, like you go there to win championships and – you know, that's, that's kind of the mindset. So there'd be a lot of guys who would play a year and then they wouldn't be on the team anymore. And for me in college, my biggest thing was work ethic. Like mm. I was a worker and that's how I put myself up on the pedestal. Like I believed work ethic was the way that I was going to get to the top. And that worked for me. Some guys are, are different. Like there's some crazy mm-hmm. stories in the NFL on how guys play and be successful with their lifestyles. And I just, I don't comprehend it, but that's not my job to comprehend yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, being in the NFL, it, it, it's very, very stressful. And my rookie year in Cleveland um, was super stressful, you know, very hard conditions to kick in. You always felt like you're on the chopping block. Right. And I, uh, after I left Cleveland, I got to Cincinnati, and sometimes when you get cut, it's a breath of fresh air, and you don't know it right at that moment. Uh, I got to Cincinnati and uh, just felt really welcomed, and I really just focused on myself. And you can get in these competitions with mm. guys where you're focusing on them and focusing on beating them, and it'll just tear you apart. Whereas we need to focus on ourselves and grow ourselves, and we Ooh. compete against ourselves, and that's how we grow. So when I was in Cincinnati, I competed against myself. I didn't care what anyone else was doing because I believed in myself. I was centered on Christ. And that's when I started, you know, I guess growing in my faith. And then when I get to Detroit, uh, you know, the same thing there. Like every day I was reading my Bible. I was focusing on myself. I put the team first. I wanted to help the team. And 
it was just one of those deals mm. that I was just playing really well and my life was centered on Christ. And then I get hurt week eight and I have to have season ending surgery and I kind of dipped off here. Right. So I dipped off, you know, I, I kind of, I got a little depressed on it. I'm not playing, you know, someone else is in your spot. I wasn't fully invested in Christ and, uh, you know, getting surgery, you're, you're always contemplating, oh, am I going to get back to how I am was? I the same? And right. then at the same time, like Valerie's pregnant, we had our baby. Okay, I need to support my family. And then, boom, like one of my buddies, four years old, has a heart attack, dies. And I'm just like reevaluating my life. It all hits like, at once. It all hits it all at hits. once. And it was a lot. And I was just like in a dark place. And that's when I really, really dove into Christ and I just needed answers, and mm. I just went on this deep dive of questions, studies, reading, That's everything, it. and it really just opened my eyes and reevaluated my life to where I could be more, I guess, vulnerable, emotional, and helpful towards people and put others before me in helping others, and mm. that's when I really feel like I made the switch in my life. You know, I was always kind of, yeah, I'm a Christian, but now, like, you know, I, now it's real. It's real. It's real now. Yes. And I did all like searched and looked at all the evidences and everything like that. and really opened my eyes mm. to, to Christ. So that's okay. So let's stay here. This is good. Now we're getting, now we're getting warm here. Yeah. bro. So now if you look at, okay, here's a couple examples we need to go to. So go to Luke 15 and this is where, this is what happens. So in terms of like what you said, you know, things were going well. Right. You were talking about, you know, Christ was, I mean, it was there. I was helping the team. I was playing well, but then just like life, it all just hits. Right. Right. So then when it hits, then every, I mean, the snowball just, it just keeps going, bro. Like you just explained. So here, this is what happens. Again, our overarching theme is championship Christianity. This is what happens in Christianity too. So you think about Luke 15, right? We use this example a lot as we study, but you know, you got the prodigal son, right? In verse number, verse number 12 of Luke 15 and it says the younger of them said to his father give me the portion of goods that fall to me and he divided them among his living and not many days after the younger son gathered all together took a journey into a far country and then wasted it with righteous living and then when he had spent all there arose a mighty famine in the land and then he began to be in want so look at look at the same the same process here dude i got everything i want i got the money from my father which as you study that more, that was something that was uh, illegal in a sense because you have to wait till your father passed That's to right. get the inheritance. So now he says, well, I know you're not dead yet, but I want the money. So the father, okay, gave him the money, and now he goes and spends it all, and now life hits. Yeah. So then in this spot as a Christian, when this happens, and again, sometimes as a minister, what I see is – you find people that starts off by saying, well, Christianity is great. Like I love Christ. Like I love coming to worship. I love doing all this stuff, but it doesn't become real for them until they hit rock bottom. Yeah. So then when they hit rock bottom, that's when the heart begins to open up. Yeah. Now they're like, I need something else other than all this other stuff that I thought I could trust in. So is that kind of where you were just like this prodigal was in Luke 15? Yeah. No. Um, when, when he, when my buddy died, um, it was just kind of one of those deals. Like I'm only 25, but like, you know, life happens. Oh, 
And it kind of just made me contemplate everything, you know, like there's so many different like answers out there. And I was like, you know what, like, let's make, let's see, let's look at all these facts and let's really like sit down Mm -hmm. and let's study this thing and prove to me that, you know, Jesus walked this earth, God's real and everything happened. I mean, you look at all the evidences, all the prophecies, everything that's been fulfilled, all the science that backs it, it's, it's there. And when you look at this, the topic on evolution, it's, it's kind of mind boggling, you know, considering Darwin was, he was uh, an apologist that, you know, failed out of school and everything. It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. And here's, here's the beautiful thing about that. You know, I had a uh, a conversation with a buddy of mine and we had just like the board you see in front of us now, we had a list of people that we were praying for. Right. And they were going through certain things in their lives. And normally, like when you have a list of people to pray for, you kind of expect, well, Lord, be with them. Let me help them when I see them. Let me be an encouragement. That's what I thought he was going to say. But he's like, all right, let's pray. So then he's praying and he's like, Lord, afflict them. I was like, whoa. I was like, well, what do you mean? That's the only way some people can listen is it's not like you didn't have the information before you did. Yeah. But then it didn't really resonate with you until it became real for you. Right. Same thing with Luke 15. Right. The prodigal son had everything at home, but he didn't realize what he had at home until he wasn't at home anymore. Right. So for us, that's why Paul told Timothy, if you're going to preach, if you're going to teach, you have to be patient. Yeah. Because with some people, I get it. I see it. Crisis. I need them. He needs, he needs to be number one in my life. I got it. Let's do it right now. But then for some people, okay, it's cool, but you got to let them keep living life. They just need bits and pieces, little by little. They just need, they just need little by little. And I think of even Nebuchadnezzar, right? in Daniel, where he said, look at this great Babylon I made. I mean, look at this palace. It's, It's everything I've ever wanted. Yeah. And God said, okay, we'll see. So he humbles him, turns him into a beast. But then after that, he wakes up and he says, now I know. Now I know whose stuff this really is. Let me praise that father. Yeah. So I think I think this this mindset that you're explaining, which is what the scripture explains, is number one, your mindset, not only towards God, but as you continued your relationship with Val, it had to be real. Right. It had to be intentional. Yep. So then when life hit and it did, then now you have to realize, okay. Now I I need to know more about our Lord and how I can be better for him. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. And I'm supposed like as a man, like we're supposed to be the head of the household and I'm supposed to relay like, you know, That's questions it. and stuff, not only to Valerie, but like to my daughter now too. So That's I have another to make responsibility, sure yeah. that I know like the questions she has and know how to answer them and just really lead them both on a, a Christian path and just make sure they develop as Christians that a way they can, you know, hopefully see heaven one day as well. So that's it. And oh, so, okay. So before we keep going, we just keep bringing up other good points. Yeah. This is good. So here's, here's something that as a minister, in all honesty, I'm happy to see that because I normally see the opposite side. So here's, here's what I mean by that. So it could be a guy or it could be a girl. So they see somebody and it stays well, I'll just, I'll just be with them until it works. Then if it doesn't, okay, cool. I'm not going to change, but it was awesome to hear. And that's why when you said it, when we talked about it, we got to talk about this where a part of growing is realizing I got to be a different person. Yeah. And so you saw something in her to be like, in order to be 
what she needs me to be. I can't just expect her to be everything. I got to change. Yeah. And so normally, normally what I see is people are afraid. It's something, I don't know what it is, but they're afraid to change. Yeah. But then you said, man, I got to, right. that's where the change came yeah. from. No, and where, it, where's that mindset come? I mean, it, so it started out with her and now it's obviously for myself. Like I want to grow as a Christian myself and I want to be a Christian husband, a Christian father, you know, just be a better person all around and lead, like lead people to Christ as we're supposed to do. And, you know, when I do that, like, I feel like I've helped more people. I feel mm. like more people come into my life that need help. And, you know, when you ask God, like, hey, like, put people in my life he'll do that it. I can help, he'll do it he 110%. Will do it. It's, it's the weirdest thing. And you can get into tough conversations with people. But when you actually, when it boils down to things and you know the facts and you know, like, the mm. main topics that can draw people in, that's all you need to do. And you just feed them little by little. And then they get consumed with it and they come to church. Ooh. So... Yeah, and I, I feel like one of the big things, too, that a lot of Christians, I feel like today might not be understanding as much is that, like, yeah, sure, God is loving, God is great, like, God is, I guess, your friend, but, like, we need to fear God because yes. it, that's that's a big thing, too, and I don't know about everyone else, but, like, going to hell, like, freaks me out, Yeah, and I don't want to go there, no. so... For me, like I fear God and I should probably fear him even more. But as you read the scriptures and mm. everything like that, it, it's it gets pretty deep and it gets scary. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah it, and the great thing about it, too, is like. I used like as a kid, I used to do the same thing, too, like my motivation was out of fear, mm-hmm. but it's just like a coach. Right. So the coach can can help you to develop you. Right. And he can do stuff with you outside of the facility. Right. But he, that's that relationship there. But there's also a healthy fear yeah. of, okay, yeah, it's great that he cares and he says he cares, but he will do what he has to do to make me better and to make the team better. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the same thing with God. God will, I mean, he is your friend, Matthew 28. I'll never leave you. I know, but I have, there's stuff I need you to do though. Yeah. I need you to keep my commandments. And that's, right. I think that's a part of the mindset that you mentioned that we're missing is we just think, well, let me just come and just stay here and chill out. No, I mean, we gotta, we gotta go to work. This is a, not only just the bio, it's a book of rules too. And it's a, it's a path you need to stay on in order to see the, the gates of heaven. And, and that's where like a lot of people think like just going to church and you know, it's enough, it's enough. And it's, it's not, you have to change your life. You have to be fully invested. And I feel like, a lot of people might fall short and I can't judge that. That's not my decision to make. I just feel like more people can be follow the scriptures to a T mm. and really just change their lives to mimic what God wants instead of changing things. <laughs> okay. So. so here's, here's one more verse I want to go to before we move forward. So I love that thought process and let, let's go to first Peter chapter one, first Peter chapter one. Um, and Let's look at verse number 22. So Peter here, again, the, the congregation here is going through some trials. So they're, they're kind of, they're in that space where we know we need to follow God, but this is happening on the outside. So what are we supposed to do? So verse 22, seeing ye have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, right? Real love. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. So Here's the thing that about love that I don't think we get. So if I say I love Austin, 
that, look, bro, I love you. I want to help you. I want to help you grow. I'll help you develop, help your family develop. But then I see Austin in situations and I see him doing things that are outside of what the Bible says. If I say nothing, then does that mean that I love you? Right. Absolutely not. But I can say it all day, though. Right. I can say it all day. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I know you can relate to that with the sport. You can say you're going to help, but yeah, and that, are you really going to that, help? That's another another great thing. Like when we relate this to a sports world, like if you want to be a leader, you're not going to make everyone happy. Yes, and sir. you have to have difficult situ- like difficult conversations with people. And there's going to be situations that, you know, are hard to, to talk about and you might lose friendships. But for me, like, and I have a very tight circle. If my friends are messing up, I'll call them out for it. And if they, if it, if our friendship ends and I help them grow and realize and cool. reanalyze their life, then that's fine. Yep, and I'm that's fine cool. with having difficult conversations with people. Yeah. Because in the end, of the, in the end, five years, whatever, they're going to understand, mm. and they're going to be better people for that. And like when I was at Oklahoma, I was voted as a captain. I was a kicker. Like that doesn't happen. That doesn't very happen. Often. Yeah. But I was like as long as you keep it real with people and you, you know, point out something that's wrong with them, Mm. I guess not all the time, but like something that's major, like, okay, Hey, you're not putting extra work in. We're not going to win. You need to get right. You have to get right for this team, right. And yourself and your future. And I would call people out on that stuff because I knew I was putting in the work and I wanted them to grow and I wanted to win myself. Mm. And just like the church, if someone's slacking off, they're not going to help you grow. We all need to help each other grow. And yeah. it's a different stance, I guess, in the church than on the playing field. But that's kind of it the should way. be, though. You, yeah, that's it kind of the be. way you look at it. And I know feelings can get hurt. But in order to grow, sometimes you got to hurt feelings. So. That's it. And, okay, so now this is this is a perfect segue to our next one. So we saw the mindset. So the mindset started to grow. You were on rock bottom. And now we saw scriptures, Luke 15, right? He was at rock bottom. Okay, now let me grow. Saw Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, now let me grow. So now that we're at that space where, okay, now I know what I need to do. Now this is where the work ethic hits. Yeah. Now I know, okay, now I know this is real. It's not just a cute story or that's why, And to be honest, that's why I named this podcast when the scriptures become real for that reason five years ago was because you can read Matthew 633, seek ye first the kingdom, right? You can read. Matthew five, love your enemies. Yeah. It sounds nice. Yeah. But when you're put in a situation where you got to do it. Right. That's when the scriptures become real. Right. And the to hit on that, love your enemies type deal. So for me in the NFL, I'm competing against someone that's trying to take my spot, take my livelihood, take, take the it. money that supports my family, take my dreams away. And you have to go in with a smile on your face and you have to be, you know, a good teammate. Support the team. And it's like when I was in Cincinnati, me and Evan McPherson, um, Evan had a great rookie year. Yeah. The most 50 plus yard field goals. And we just like iron sharpens iron, man. Like we were going at it in camp, but we maintained a good relationship. There was no beef between us and we made each other better. That's it. And it's, it's the same thing. You carry a good attitude about yourself. You go on every single day mm. with an open mind to not only help yourself, but know that, when he's competing with you, I'm going to get better. He's going to get better. And you just wish the best for him. And when you get two good, two guys who are on the same page like that, you do really grow. Oh, yeah. And it, it changes culture and everything. So, Ooh, okay. So now we're getting, so now that's what Paul did for the church the same way. 
So that's a part um, that I want people to do for me is challenge me in my Christianity too. So again, that's what I'm doing. I mean, you would come to extra classes. Hey man, can I get these notes? Can I, can you explain this? Yeah. The same way. Look, okay. Check this out. Look at this verse. So look at what Paul said here. Here's her second point. So now the, the work ethic is increasing now. So let's look at first Timothy four. Paul gives a, you know, what Paul actually gives a sports example here, which is actually perfect for what we're getting ready to talk to. So first Timothy four, um, beginning in verse number six. So look at the attitude that Paul says the church need to have needs to have. Okay. So if thou brethren, or if you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, then thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Refuse profane and old, old wise fables. Exercise thyself rather unto godliness. So let's stop right there. So Paul gives an example before he gets into this Olympic example. Exercise thyself unto godliness. So here's why this is so important. The great thing about the league any leagues, it provides so many great opportunities for right. you. It really does. And you're, you're doing what, you, what you've always wanted to do. Right. But in every league, everybody will have to retire. Yep. I mean, it's people always say it, but unless you're really in it like you, people, it's a business. It I is. mean, that's, that's really what it is. It is. And so Paul is saying here, it's great because to keep your body right, that's great. Yep. To do, that's great. But this will last 10 times longer. We're talking yeah. about eternity. Yeah. This yep. is going to last longer than anything else that we could do here. Yep. So that's why he's saying, look, as long as you're doing that, that's great. But as you're giving a thousand percent to that league, you need to give a thousand percent to your soul. Because yep. if you don't exercise, you can be as strong as Samson yeah. on the outside. But if your soul is weak, I mean, you'll like you said, we'll we'll have to see an answer. Yeah. Answer uh, for that for sure. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's it's just really important. For me, when I'm playing my best, I'm in the scriptures, I'm praying, I'm just centered on God and everything else will just take care of itself. And, you know, when when you're centered on God, you don't really have too much stress in your life because he's you're, you're ready, to, you know, cast all your stresses and everything yeah, to him Peter. and he'll take care of them. That's it. Yeah. And, and when we truly do that, you know, everything else just falls into place. And mm. you just sit back and you realize, like, I'm in a good spot. You know, I got a roof over my head. I'm eating. Perspective, yeah. You know, I got a good family. We're all healthy. And it's just blessing after blessing. And that's important for people to really understand. We can get so caught up in the concept of work hard, work, 100%. work, work, when, like, you don't have you don't have to make an extra tw- Take your kid to the park. You don't need to take him out to eat all that's the time. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just a different, I guess, perspective on life when you're really focused on God. Mm, okay. So now, okay, this is good. So now before we keep going to this next verse, talk about this for a little bit, because this is what I see from my world, that work, work, work mentality. You see that there in the league and in sports, you know, you hear, well, you got to work hard and work hard and work hard. And this has got to be your life. And yeah. you you got some coaches where they're just like, you got to eat, sleep. Yeah. This is what you do. Right. And so w- when you think about that, sometimes in the, uh, in the church, what people can do is their jobs, what they do, it takes over them. Yeah. So that's why they can't do what the Lord wants them to do Yeah. because they're giving their entire hearts and what whatever else to, look, I got to do this. Like I got to, but at the same time, even with James 1, you know, James talks about uh, a, a man that's unstable, a man that does it, he's unstable in all his ways. 
So one side of me wants to give everything I got to this job. But the other side of me knows that I need to give the Lord some. Yeah. So you'll always, that's why he says you'll be unstable. Yeah. Some days you'll give more to the Lord. Some days you'll give, nothing will ever be consistent. Right. So can you kind of talk about the dangerous mindset that that can bring? Yeah. So I feel like there is a burnout phase when you put too much work into something. Mm. And it, and I understand people have dreams, they have goals, but like God knows our path and he knows our best path. And he, he knows what's going to happen, right? So as long as we're doing, you can you can work at right. something and you can put extra work in, but you have to know when too much work is too much work. It's too much work, right? And that's where you, like I said, you can get into overworking, and that's when you just get so like, I guess, stimulized on for me on the like work. on football, like football, 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 football. I'm just like, man, like. <laughs> Come on. And you need, <laughs> yeah, you need something else. Yeah, you need you need some time away. You need to get away from everything because after like six, eight weeks, it just becomes a grind. Mm. And when you think of an NFL season, like camp starts in late July. You're in camp for four weeks. Then you got preseason. Like you're putting in 90-hour weeks. And then real season starts up, and you're in real season. Regular season is 17 weeks. So – that's 24 weeks right there of straight football, and our off days are on Tuesdays. Okay, We get an off day on Tuesday, and guess what? Our off day is a recovery day. Yeah. So we're still going into the You're still facility, working. Right? So for me, it's like when the season comes, I get on a routine. I do what I need to do, and it, you can be – you can do all your work in a condensed setting as long as you can manage your time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do what you need to do and move on. You're seeing results on the field. Okay, one game I kick bad. Oh, guess what? I'm going to keep doing the same things <laughs> I've been doing because they've been successful. One one bad game, you know, chalk it up, whatever, okay? Two bad games and you're probably cut. But it's just one of those deals where take a deep breath, go enjoy, you know, like Detroit. I'm in Detroit. Okay, let's go to the zoo. Let's let's go get something to As a family, to eat. yeah, let's do something. Yeah, let's let's get away from football and decompress. Yeah, that's and good. It's, that's, I think that's, that's the main thing lesson. people need to understand is go decompress, go be around your family, go be around your friends, you know, get into the scriptures. And I feel like for me, just doing a daily Bible read um, every day, 10, 15 minutes will really just kind of reset. You, yeah. yeah. And it, it helps good. me stay in my zone. You don't get too high. You don't get too low. Cause when you're rolling through the season and I've dealt with this before and you're playing well and you're in the scriptures and you're seeing that money come in, it's hard to stay in. You think you're just doing good, and as soon as you take your eyes off God, mm. oh man, you slip. That's boom, good. And then you got to climb back on, and that's just kind of the the cycle. Oh, so, and that that reminds me of uh, remember when Peter, when Jesus was walking on the water? Yep. He said, "Well, yeah, I can do it too." He yep. Walked up, he was doing it. Yeah. But then he got distracted. But yep. then he started. I mean, it's the same concept. And I love how you talked about because for ministry, it can become the same way that the 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 curtain that people don't see yeah. from ministry yep. is all I know is work, right? So I don't, you know, I don't have a family. I don't, but in terms of working, that's all I've ever done. Yeah. I mean, since, since high school, then you got college. So then I went, you know, super quick in college. Then I went to the school of preaching, which is five years and two years. Yeah. So now that's super advanced and you come out and go to college again and then you come out and go to college again. Yeah. You just got, so all I know is just, you got to go Yep. every yep. stage. It's hard for me to slow down. Right. 
So, I mean, work, 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 work. And so then what you, like you said, what you can find yourself doing is that's just you. But then when you come to your local congregation, mm-hmm. you know, people have needs. Guess where they go to? Right. So now you've got your work and then you've got, look, I'm dealing with this. So then you see how easy a minister, just like a football player, yep. can be totally burnt out. Right. So one one uh, preacher said, he said, so for yourself and for your family, he said, you got to stop being Superman for everybody else and being Clark Kent for your family. Yeah. He said, what you got to do, you got to be Superman for them, too. Yeah. And so that's a lesson that I mean, and I'm not doing the greatest job at it now, but it's still room for me to grow and develop. Right. But I want to get to that point where I don't let certain things get in the way where I can make time for for family, for yeah. potential spouses, you know, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So all of us, and that just, it hits. Doing that's just going to make everything else better as well. Right. You know, you, you need to decompress and get away from the, the stressors and your ambitions in order to let them grow. It's just like watering a, pr- a plant. You can't keep the water on it the whole time. You got to get away from it, let it soak in the water and the sun. Let it do what it's supposed grow. to do. So, yeah, I think that's uh, that's a really big, I guess, emphasis I would have mm. on trying you know, to grow myself and just get away from football and get into something else and everything else to take over. That's good. And so here, here's the last point I want to look at as we're finishing up this topic of kind of championship Christianity. So we've kind of saw the mindset change, you know, okay, now let me be genuine. Let me actually see what I can do for Christ. And yeah. then also, and here's one more point I want to make with that too, is by you making that choice of getting better for Christ, you're automatically going to be better for Val. Yeah. automatically yeah so it's almost like before you were kind of working against yourself yeah well this is an opportunity but now you're like well wait a second i really need this you're yeah. automatically going to get better for her yep. same way for everybody else right so then now your work ethic okay now let me start to put this work in yep. to christ to be a better christian yep and so here's the last part we want to look at is now that the intentions are right right now that the work is right now you got to have a vision yeah right where i want to go yep. so i mean just like the league right with with winning you have to want to know where you want to go before right. you even get there. Right. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to win. Like I'm trying yep. to get to this point, this goal. Yep. So kind of talk about that mindset of having, I think there's a difference between dreams and visions. Yeah. Dreams, everybody can have it, yep. but not everybody has a vision to actually act on the dream. Right. Right. And um, one of the most important things someone ever told me about the NFL is don't just try and make the NFL. Try and be like a pro bowler because yeah. you shoot for the moon, you're going to land with the stars. You know? <laughs> so guys who shoot just to make the NFL, sure, you can make the NFL. don't mean you're going to play in it. Ooh. You know what I mean? Just because yeah. you come to church don't mean you're going to heaven. That's it. So, that was the example I was going to yeah, use. That's good. Yeah, you got to really just That's good. shoot, put the bar high, and then, you know, climb the ladder. So, and, mm. and sure, there's going to be setbacks and everything like that. But, I mean, our, our goal as Christians is to reach heaven. And we need to, you know, just follow the scriptures and do what God would want us to do and, you know, spread his word, spread his love and really sit down with people and help build. That's it. Help build you it. Know, help build their trust and show them God and and what he can do mm. in your life. So and and as as you do that, just there's countless blessings that you'll notice and that'll come into your life and it's just very important i believe you know to help others and and really get into the scriptures 100 percent. and you know what i'm gonna I'm give you brownie points too okay. so maybe val will help you He'll give yeah. you some brownie points here but this is also good on on her part as well right because 
you know, she was still that example for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even though on your side at the beginning, you know, okay, yeah. we'll see. But on her side, you know, it, it shows the level of maturity she had. Yeah. You know, to not only continue to help herself, yeah. but also if you're serious, all right, we can do we can do this. Yeah. You know, yeah, we yeah. can so it's it's good to see and I always love to see good Christian women do that yeah. for, for guys to help them. Cause like you said, bro, we need help. Like just as yeah. guys in general, like we just need yeah. help. And it's good to have that that support system and someone that actually wants to build with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like she didn't have to, when you really think about it from her side, you know, she could have just, well, let me just be with a Christian that's at my level. Yeah. But she was like, you know what? Let's build. Like she saw something. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's rare, bro. It's really rare to see that. And it's, it's good to see that there's still couples like that and Christian couple that are, all right, let's, let's build together. Right. And I feel like, every Christian should take on that stance that she did. Like she's a, you know, church every Sunday, every Wednesday growing up, knows the scriptures, knows the songs, everything. And I had no idea. And (laughs) I feel like more Christians need to be open to doing that just because, and that's where I feel like I can resonate more with others who aren't involved in churches because I didn't grow up in the church. I grew up from in a blue collar family. You know, my dad had me cutting grass, weed eating, mulching when I was seven (laughs) years old. So grew up that kind of lifestyle where hard work, hard work, hard work. And, you know, growing up in St. Louis, Belleville area, it's not, it's, it's, it's rougher it's, area, yeah. right? So yeah. you're, you're in a, like a cultural, like diverse mixing pot of people. Like I can relate to a bunch of different people and really just work. Get, gain their respect. And then you just give little bits and hints of Christianity and then you start yeah. reeling them in. And, and it, it's crazy to see uh, how that's worked. Cause I got a buddy, um, He's came to church yeah, a couple yeah. times um, and it's just little by little, like I like talk to him about, we'll Christ, be ready when that happens too. <laughs> and, you know, and it's, it's really just, he's came to church a couple times and, you know, the more and more we can get him to come, I'll ask him to come. And if he doesn't want to come, that's fine. But, you know, I just, Hey, it's Sunday, Saturday, I'll, Hey, church, yep, that's church, it. church, church. And, you know, he, he's reaching out to me saying, Hey, like, this guy and his wife aren't having a great, you know, relationship. Can you reach mm. out to them? And that's just, I feel like that's, that's opportunity. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like the more we can reach out to people and just put that pressure on them, but not pressure them into yes. coming just puts that little birdie, you know, next to their ear saying, Hey, you know, there's something out here for you. Just come and get it. Ooh, okay. So here's the last two I want to look at. This is, this is great. So look at Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. And again, this is something that as you were talking that you had for yourself, this is something that obviously God already had for you, yeah. but Val had for you. So now look at, look at where it started though. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 29, um, verse number 18, where there is no vision, the people perish, right? But he that keeps the law, happy is he. Yep. So now look at, look at that small microcosm there. So obviously there was vision. Yeah. But without it, there's no way. Yeah. But then now he that keeps the law. So now you're not doing it for anybody else, but you now. Right. So not only are you helping yourself, right. you're going to help anybody that's under you. Yep. So the same thing with you guys today, it's great to have dreams of being and doing certain things. Yeah. But if you don't have, and especially in the realm of Christianity, it's not just going to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes we wait for like the moment to click you have to want to want it. Yeah, you got to jump. You have you got to jump. And a lot of times I just see people like 
they're okay with it. Like it's cool, yeah. but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna move past this line. Yeah. Like, yeah. bro, no, you have to you have to want to want yeah. it. I can't want it for you. Right. And so that's why he said here, look, he that keeps the law, you'll find it. Yeah. And not saying the road's gonna be easy, but you'll find yeah. you'll find what you're looking for. Yeah. So I'm gonna just touch on this aspect of thing, like those who keep the law are happy. And when in the, in the scriptures, you know, it says that like you should abstain from like drinking and getting in that like drunken state. And, you know, in the NFL, like our bodies just get thrown through the ringer. You get to week 12, your body's burnt just out. Dead. And, you know, my, my rookie year, I started smoking pot for like, my body was hurting. Yeah. I didn't want to take these you know meds because the meds are probably worse than smoking <clears throat> pot. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not against marijuana, but like when I, when my buddy died, you know, you really sit back and look at the scriptures and like, man, I just cold Turkey, everything like haven't touched it, no alcohol, no weed, everything like that. And it's been just eye opening for me because like the Bible says, you have to make a change. You gotta make, you have right? to change. And I feel like a lot of people deal with that struggle as well where, you know, they're out partying on the weekend and they go to church on Sundays and it's just like, come on, come on. It's unstable. That's what you just don't know. Yeah. So for me, in order to grow, like I just cut all of it off. I I feel like I can't grow as a Christian man, as a father, Mm. you know, and everything like that. And it's just, that's the way you have to grow. You have to cut things out of your life and fill them with things from the scriptures, the Bible. And that's how you Mm. grow as a man, as a Christian. And, lead others to Christ. Ooh, and that's, I'm reminded of what Paul said in um, Colossians three. He said, if you then be risen with Christ, right? Seek those things that are above. But then he says, you got to kill some stuff. Yeah. Now you got to mortify right. certain things. But then he says, but then after you've killed that, then put and replace it. Yeah. So it's the same. That's, that's all this is yeah. following the law. It's a choice yep. to be like, well, okay, I haven't done it up to this point, but I know I need to, Yeah. but it's not just going to happen. Like I have to want to do it. Right. And so it's, it's good to see as you were talking, man, this is what I wanted. Yep. So now, I mean, you're on the road to getting what, what you want. Right. You exactly. know, all those years ago, I mean, you're on the road for it. So here's the last thing I want to mention about building specifically. Um, look at first Corinthians chapter three, first Corinthians three. And um, we'll look at verses nine through um, nine through 11. So as we kind of close, uh, the podcast today. I hope it was able to help you guys because this has been a great study. But as as we look at this, we're talking about building, right? And so just like a, the NFL team, right? It takes time. Now, obviously, you're going to have your your um, your random teams that they just get together and then they just win. Yeah. But most of the time, that's not going to happen. Right. You, it right. takes time to build something. Yep. And so Paul here. He's saying that about ourselves too. So we're, we've been talking this whole time. Well, you got to build, you got to jump, you got to want this. But then sometimes I think people can have that impatience. I want it, but like, I want it pretty soon. Yeah. Like, like I want it now. Right. So look at what Paul mentions here, beginning in verse nine, for we are laborers together with God and we are God's husbandry and you are God's building. According to the grace of God, which I've given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds thereon. Let every man take heed how he should build. For no other foundation can any man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So look at the example. And I think this is just a perfect way to close it. As we're talking about growing, 
let's just use your your life as a microcosm. You saw that you wanted to grow on your own. Yeah. So now you're trying to lay that foundation on Christ. Yeah. And as you lay in that foundation being attached to Val, now she can lay her foundation on yours because you started it first. Right. So now here's what, what we can do is we're trying to get people, and that's our job. Look, I've already got my foundation. I built it. Yeah. I'm just trying to make yours stronger. Right. Then you can make mine stronger. Yeah. So the thing about a building is after it's completed, you can keep building on it. Oh, yeah. It's not done. You can do advancements, make advancements yeah. to it. You can keep that. building on it. So yeah. Paul himself, he said, I'm a wise master builder. But later on in Philippians, Paul said, but I haven't got where I want to be yet. So even being a wise master builder, Paul said, you guys can still help me out. Oh, yeah. So that's the beautiful thing about, and this is what I love, growing with people. You know what I'm saying? Like having something where if you're not there yet, I think sometimes we can see it as, well, I'm here. Austin's here. I can't get to where Austin is. If I'm here, I want to get to where, show me how. Right. Show me how to get where he is. But sometimes I think we have a fear of growth. And if you have a fear of growth, you will always stay stagnant. Yeah. And that's what, that's the the mindset that we want to help people get out of. Yeah. And so as we kind of close this, talk about that growth mindset of how you want to get better and continue moving forward. Yeah. So my, my saying is complacency gets you cut. Mm, yeah. So we'll relate this to the NFL. Um, and in the NFL, like I'm going on my fourth year, right? I'm 25. Right. Okay. There's, you know what, two, three guys every year that come out that are NFL kickers that are 22, 23 years old. Okay. They're a little bit younger than me. They're cheaper. Mm-hmm. They're coming yeah. for my job. Yep. Right. And, and that's the thing like you, every day you got to wake up and you got to strive to be better. Right. Cause someone's always coming for your spot and that's where complacency gets you cut comes into play. That's you know, it. you sit, you get comfortable. As soon as you get comfortable, boom, you're done. And, and you're on, you're looking for a job. So that, that can transpire over to the scriptures. You know, as soon as we think, we're good and we do enough for God, something's going to come into our life every time, you know, not going to be great. And then it's going to recenter us and we're going to have to, you know, keep taking the stairs. And uh, it's important for people to just get on that red, like that routine to where you're doing something every single day. And then just try and add a little bit to it. That's it. Put yourself in a conversation with someone and allow yourself to grow with dialect between someone that way you can inform Mm. them or they can ask you a tough question, something of that nature. And I feel like it's important to ask tough questions sometimes. Yeah. That way you can grow. That's how you grow. Yeah. Yeah. You get questions answered and you now you know how to tell and answer those questions (laughs) for someone else when they ask you. And that's just kind of the pathway to it. So I, I complacency gets you cut. That's it. And here's, here's my saying in terms of, uh, preaching. If you give the devil an inch, then he'll be a ruler. Yep. So, I mean, it's the same concept. It's the same concept. And this is the goal of, of us as Christians is even as a minister, I haven't made it. I still have plenty of room to grow. Uh, I'm willing to help other people to grow. But as I'm doing that, I still got work to do too. Right. So all of, that's why he said all of us are building together. Yep. And I think that's something that, um, that we need to do a better job of is not saying I made it, but hey, let's keep getting up and rising together. Right. Let, let's keep building. Right. And we grow as we help others. That's it. That's so. it. So, I mean, I hope that if, if you guys are struggling with, with growth 
I mean, that's what we're here for. I mean, I've had I've had studies with you guys already. I've had conversations. I had one this morning, you know, so if you guys want to, you know, study and I'm always available, you know, you can go on Facebook, like the Facebook page. We can talk there. We can have Zoom calls. We can we can do whatever, you know, if you guys want to grow. But if you're also afraid of that growth, we can study as well. And so obviously, you know, things haven't always been easy for for Austin or myself either. But both of us made the decision in our different fields. Hey, even though it's not easy, I still want to grow. So whatever you're doing, whatever field you find yourself in, even if it's, you know, if you're a Christian, whatever it is, just make that choice. I'm ready to grow. And then you'll start to see, even though the road is tough, you'll start to see this is this is this was the right choice. Right. This was 100 percent the right choice. So don't be afraid to grow and don't be afraid to change. That's it. We're not judging you. If someone else is judging you, they got bigger problems in their life and they need Christ. So that's it. Just don't be afraid. Yes, sir. Man, Austin, bro. Appreciate you, dog. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you, man. I look forward to, you know, continue to know you and and grow and and build and help you guys and you and your family. Um, I'm appreciative of your encouragement of me, and I hope that we can continue to grow together, man. I I appreciate you, man. Yeah, and anyone who's seeing this, if they need anything, they can always reach out, you know, and I'll be happy to help. and answer questions or just talk so yeah and and kind of give your maybe your social media or or kind of whatever you want to give because i know people have reached out to guests that we have yeah so my uh instagram handle is um it's big side b-i-g-s-e-i-b and there's a blue check mark and uh yeah just hit me up on there if you guys need anything yeah appreciate it man and again um i'll link that when i post this on instagram and when i post it on facebook so you guys can see that too So I appreciate you guys. Lord willing, we will be back on Monday, right? It's Friday. So we'll be back Monday with another podcast. We got a couple guests coming on pretty soon. So we're looking forward to that. Um, Again, if you guys need help or, or need anything, let us know and we'll be willing to do that. Thanks, guys.